Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of Talkin' Schmodown. That is right. I have returned after a quite quite a long break. Um, I took about five months off. Had uh, so, some some personal issues come up uh, back in January. My uh, father got really. He, he, I mean, he was already sick, but he got really really sick and wound up on his deathbed. Uh, passed away in, in mid February, so um, it, it was real hard. So uh, I, I took a lot of time off, and I honestly wasn't sure if I was even going to come back and do this again. But uh, here I am, and uh, I am ready to uh, talk some schmodown. It was quite a crazy week. whole lot of stuff going on, man. Five matches. It's, it's a lot. You know, we only had the one the last week, the uh, Ben Goddard and uh, Jim Vavita, which I got to say, Ben Goddard, I like what you got going on, man. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about that uh, in, in a few minutes. But yeah, I am stoked to be back. So uh, let's do this thing right, shall we? That's right. Can't have Talking Schmodown without the theme music. Mm-hmm. That's right, everybody. I am Josh the Merc Rainer. And this is episode 45 of Talking Schmodown. I hope you guys are ready, because I know I am. And uh, let's start getting into some stuff, shall we? Crazy season so far. Crazy season so far. With this whole pandemic thing going on, you know, Christian had to really figure out a way to to make this work. And uh, I think these uh, StreamYard uh, matches that he's been doing, they have worked beautifully. I've I've absolutely loved them. Um, Whole, uh, man... He started off doing these these exhibition matches, and there's some great stuff there. If, you have, if you're not a patron, check that out, because there's some great stuff over there. But the fact that he decided to move forward, do two tournaments, Star Wars tournament, Inner Geekdom tournament, all online like this, all, all via webcams, essentially. I mean, it's, it's, it was ballsy, and it, it, it worked out, man. I am so thrilled that it worked. Um, so, yeah, there's a few things. Uh, before we really get into matches and, and stuff like that, that I, I kind of want to address. Uh, for those of you who watched me uh, before, you, you kind of knew that I, I always talked a little bit about like news and that kind of stuff uh, in the world of the Shmodown, stuff that's going on before I dove into the matches. Um, so uh, first thing uh, that I kind of want to talk about, which I thought was pretty awesome. That's right. Kevin Smith and Chris Jericho coming to the Shmodown. I am pumped for this. I'm a huge wrestling fan and a huge Kevin Smith fan. So the fact that both of these guys are coming to the Schmodown, I am stoked. Chris Jericho on the Rockstars. You got uh, Kevin Smith on the Quirky Mercs. Perfect place for both these guys. And I really hope to see them face off against one, one another down the road. I don't want that right away, you know? A lot of people are calling for that. I want that down the road. You know, I want to lead up to that, but uh, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see what Christian decides to do with that. Um, the other thing I really want to talk about, and I don't want to go too much into it because uh, it's 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 not something that it's not the most positive thing, and that's this whole uh, uh, what I'm calling the Bur- Burnett debacle. This whole thing with Robert Meyer Burnett that went down, um, like. I, I like I said I don't want to I don't want to get too deep into it, but I I agree that with what Christian did, 
You know, I agree that, you know, what what Robert Meyer Burnett did, uh, you, you, you can't you can't put up with, with, with stuff like that, unfortunately. It's just the way, it, not unfortunately, but uh, unfortunately because I actually, you know, I did like Burnett in, in the league, so that's really where the unfortunately comes from. But um, when it comes down to it, this is a business, you know? It's a brand. And what Burnett did, now, okay, let, let's say... Burnett posted that first tweet, took it down, and then that was it. Said nothing else about it, just dropped it. I don't think any of this would have happened. I really don't. But he kept going, he kept going, he kept going. Uh, started insulting people that work for, uh, you know, for Christian and stuff like that. And it just, it got it got real messy real fast. Um, and it has continued. I believe it was yesterday He's uh, back on Twitter doing saying more stuff, and it's like, dude, come on! Like, I understand you're not happy, but you gotta move on with your life, you know. And and he's he's claiming that, um, you know, they shouldn't be, you know, using his, his the stuff that he did on there, you know, with this disclaimer, which uh, you know, if, you know, if you guys are watching this, and I, I assume you watched the matches and saw the disclaimer, I think it was on, I think it was on two of the matches. Uh, where he was involved and he was on camera, you know. And Christian said before any of this, before these these matches came out, that he wasn't gonna like cut Burnett out of footage and, and censor him that way. Um, so I think doing these these uh, disclaimers was a great a great way to do that. Apparently, Burnett not happy about it. Um, I, but the, the thing about it is that like, he's going he's going on tweet after tweet after tweet about it. But people in like in his feed are asking him, okay, well, you know, did you have an agreement? Was there, you know, stuff written down about how, you know, footage would be used in, in, in any event like this? And he never responds to those people. So it's like, okay, I understand you're mad, but, and you're saying all this stuff. And he, you know, and he's like saying, you know, they don't own my work, but, you know, I find it hard to believe that Christian wouldn't have something in writing saying that, you know, you're giving Christian Harloff and the Schmodown, whatever, the rights to use the footage that is filmed for this stuff. No, you like, you know what I mean. I don't know. Um, I don't know the insides and stuff like that. So that's something that you'd have to, you know, talk to them about. But uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. Whole lot of crazy stuff going on. Um, I think both sides didn't handle it the best at first. There's people on on the side I agree with that didn't handle it as well as they could have, and. Um, caused i think more negativity than needed to happen but you know it is what it is and that's really i mean i just wanted to address it because <laughs> i haven't been on in five months and this is something that really just happened and i felt that it needed to at least be addressed uh even just a little bit so um yeah let's uh let's get into some stuff uh, i want to talk about a little bit of what happened on backstage uh th this week i gotta say i've been i've been checking out backstage i i love it I've been watching it since since it began, and I love this new kind of like format with, with Ben and John. I think they're great hosts. Um, I really love what they've brought to uh, the the whole atmosphere of it. And it's like, don't get me wrong, I love you know when Christian was doing it, but I really think that what Ben and John do as hosts on this brings something extra to it. Um, they had a ton of guests on 
for this for this episode we had uh sam levine uh he came by and talked uh, a little bit about the the uh adam witt molly damon match uh ben goddard came in a few times uh, he talked about his, you know, his IG match, his fundraiser. He he's raised like, I think he said like almost twelve thousand dollars. It's insane, dude. Dude rocked it. Uh, he not only rocked this fundraiser, he rocked his inner geekdom match as well against Jim Vavita. Uh, ben Goddard is he, in my opinion, is the front runner for Rookie of the Year right now. You know, he has he's four and zero. You know, he's undefeated right now. Four, four matches in his rookie season, undefeated, through three different leagues. And it's like, that's insane. Four matches in, three leagues, undefeated. The, if you guys aren't, see, if people, if there's someone out there not seriously considering Ben Goddard as rookie of the year, at least in contention, because honestly, I haven't seen anybody who, uh, who, in my opinion, is a is a is more of a front runner than Ben Goddard right now. Now I'm sure people will say, "Oh, you know, Robert Parker. He's had one match. Yes, he won that match and he destroyed in that match. But he's had one match in one league. You know, I'm not saying that Parker, you know, doesn't have a shot at that. But I need to see more of him to really say. And I think a lot of people are bringing what they've seen of, of Parker from the fan leagues into this. Well, guess what? Th- just because he's awesome in the fan leagues doesn't mean he's going to be awesome over here. It doesn't always happen. Okay? So, the fact that Ben has done what he has done, in my eyes, puts him as the top right now for Rookie of the Year. We'll see what happens. It's only it's only June you know, we still got six more months, so we'll see what happens. Um, and, and I mean, you know, speaking of of Ben Goddard, I, I really, as a personality too, um, I, I've really grown to like him a lot more. Uh, you know, when he first started on SEN Live, there were times where I wasn't the biggest fan. You know, he would kind of get under my skin. Uh, about certain things, uh, and, and I definitely do not agree with him on everything, not even close. But I think he has really shifted his personality to a place that I, I actually enjoy watching him and actively root for him now. And, you know, the fact that he's with The Den, with Kate, who I love, I think it's a great combination. And uh, I'm so excited to see what he does you know, next. Uh, you know, Sam Levine talked a bit about, uh, you know, managerial skills and stuff like that. Kind of questioned Roxy's tactics with Jim Vavita. I mean, Roxy's at the bottom, not at the bottom, but she's, she's not doing great in this, in the league right now. Um, let me check real quick. She's got, uh, let's see, we got the Rockstar. She's number seven right now with six points. You know, it's, it's, it's not great. You know, out of seven matches, only two wins, you know, so it's... It's not looking great for the rock stars, but that doesn't mean that the tides won't turn. You know, there's a lot of season left, a lot of stuff to happen, teams, single stuff, a whole lot going on. And, uh, so she might pull out something, but I, I have to say, I do, I do agree that her, it seems like her managerial skills have kind of 
dropped down on her priority list. You know, um, I, it feels like this isn't something that she's as invested in as she used to be. You no, know, maybe that's just the way it seems on the surface, and it's not actually like that. I, I don't know, but that's just the way it seems. So, uh, Sam also kind of made a comment about how it seems like the, the Shimodon is a bit more dependent on managers, and I agree with that. It definitely is right now. Uh, whether it'll stay that way, I don't know. Um, they kind of get later on in, in the in the episode. They get into a discussion about uh, you know what to do at, at the you know at next season. You know when everything coming back for the new draft and everything. Um, I guess there's talks of it being like you know the managers get to keep like their top three or four, and then everybody else goes into the are, are not protected and go into the draft pool. Um, but then you know because Gucci's on there during this part, and they're kind of he he's like it should be like seven. Because in in sports leagues, which is what you know Christian wants it to be, in, in sports leagues, you know, you don't have like your your baseball team and and just keep like your three best players and chuck the rest or whatever. Um, you know, you keep you you have your teams. You know, same with football. Now I'm I'm not familiar with like basketball. Maybe they do that in basketball. I honestly don't know. I don't watch basketball. Um, but they don't do that in the other ones. So. It's just I don't know. It it does seem weird because you want to. It's it. If you are getting rid of the majority of the team right off the bat, then yes, it becomes about the managers and less about the actual teams, because it's about how the managers put together new teams each each year, instead of can they continuously win throughout the seasons? You know, can they create a dynasty? That's a, it's a word that they use a lot during the this episode of uh, backstage is dynasty. Um, I don't I don't know if uh, if if it if it would work. I don't know. Um, they talked a, a bit about how it should either be something like seven or none at all. Either the the essentially the majority of the team gets to stay together, or the whole team just it disbands and they start fresh each time. Um, Either I think would be interesting, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I definitely think the the kind of in the middle thing, the three to four. I don't think that's. I don't, I don't know. I personally, I'm not a big fan of that. I do think it should be like the seven or none kind of kind of a situation. Um. So yeah, we all they also saw uh, Kaiser come on. Uh, Adam Witt came on. He talked about his uh, upcoming well, at the time uh, upcoming match against Molly. Uh, you know, like I said, Dagnino came on. It was it was good. You know, there was a lot of good stuff. Uh, some good friction between Ben Goddard and the, and the uh, the uh, Finstock Exchange because we had Ben uh, Roca and Gucci on at the same time, and then uh, Goddard came on. And so it, it was actually really uh, fun to see their kind of back and forth there. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I I dug it. Um, yeah, I, I love this show. I think. I remember when they did uh, Inside Schmodown back in the day with uh, Ken, Ken Napsok. And it was like, sometimes it wasn't even a 10-minute long episode, you know? So you're lucky if you're getting 10, 15-minute episodes. Uh, and they were cool, but I want I always wanted something more. And then, the, you know, Christian said that they were, they were you know, revamping it, and it was going to be Ken and Roxy, and it was going to be an hour long. And I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And then that never happened. And then he brought on backstage, and I'm like, you know what? I love this. 
This is this is actually this is actually what I hoped for um, when it, when they were talking about the revamp. This is the style that I really wanted to see, and I'm glad that they that they did. All right, so now it is time to get in to the matches. Uh, I'm going to start off talking about the uh, Star Wars tournament. We had uh, two matches here: uh, Andrew DiMolanta versus Joseph Scrimshaw. And Molly Damon versus Adam Witt. It was a double header live on Twitch. If you guys are tournament, you really, really should head on over to Twitch. It's free. You don't even have to sign up for an account. Just it's just like just like going on to YouTube. You don't need an account. Just go on, search for the Schmodown. Bam, there you are. You get to watch these matches, and uh, it's 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 good times, you know. And if you're a patron, you can actually uh, talk to the winners. Uh, uh, via StreamYard, you can actually come in and like video chat for a couple minutes, ask a question to the winners. It's actually really cool. You gotta be, a, I think it's a ten dollar and up patron. So yeah, if that's something you're into, definitely, definitely do that. All right. So the first match that they did in this doubleheader was Joseph Scrimshaw, uh, who is part of the Quirky Mercs, versus Andrew DiMolanta from the Finstock Exchange. Um, Koi had a re- <laughs> it was, this whole this this match started off with. Koi not having the greatest uh, time with his internet connection, I gotta say. Um, every other video that I've seen him do, every other time I've seen him on one of these types of things, it's been great. So I don't, I don't know what happened there. I don't know if he's just having some some bad modem issues or what. But yeah, I'm glad that toward the end he got that sorted out because there was a big delay. Uh, so going into this, um, my money was on Joseph Scrimshaw. You know, we've seen him come close we've seen him take damon to, to the limit um mul- you know multiple times and so he was who my money was on i like andrew di Milanta. you know his match against laura kelly was was great but i was really banking on on scrimshaw now just because like so i say that and i'm not i wasn't underestimating di Milanta or uh, andrew yeah di Milanta. um i i don't think I definitely know that he's he's got it, you know what I mean? And and after this match, you see it. But it wasn't until he came like they showed his promo that I was like, "Whoa. This guy, he's he's serious now. He's determined." You know, this is a side of him that we hadn't seen before. You know, he's pissed. He's got an 0 and 2 record and apparently people are, have been ragging him about it. And I'm like in the Star Wars Division, that's nothing to be ashamed of, man. It's it's hard to even get a win in this division. You know, the, the fact that they don't do a lot of matches is insane. You know, it's just the amount of like it, you don't get that much. There's only three people, or no, is it no? It's I think it's two people that have um, two wins, and, and and so it's yeah, it's just it, I don't know. This division is. Probably the most elite division in the in in the movie trivia showdown. I know a lot of people kind of go and say it's the inner geekdom league, but the Star Wars league takes a special breed of person to be in it. These questions are far more deep cut. Now I know that he's that Christian is um, like recycling questions and stuff like that, whatever. But before this season, even then. 
these people they 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 live and breathe Star Wars. That's what they do. And if you don't live and breathe Star Wars, you, I mean, you could casually play, but you are not gonna be you are not gonna be in it uh, to win it. I guess you could say. Um, yeah. So uh, we get into it. They both hit perfect rounds. Uh, you know, eleven to eleven, they get their bonuses. It's 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 wild. Um, so, like I said, you know, th- this is elite. This is elite play, and uh, I don't know, man. Everybody thinks that. Every I feel like everybody just kind of pushes the Star Wars League to the side. They kind of uh, they don't really give it the. The level of respect, I think, that it deserves. And I feel like that's a huge mistake. Because the Star Wars division, and yes, it kind of gets set off to the side. People don't think about it. But this is where you get some of the best gameplay uh, out there um, is, is with the Star Wars. Now, like I said before, Inner Geekdom, Inner Geekdom is fantastic and I absolutely love it. However, the difference between Inner Geekdom and Star Wars is that specificity, is that deep-cut knowledge of one specific category. And that's why I say, it's, it's as, as elite as I think it really is. Um, but anyways, I kind of rambled off there, got into a, a little bit of a tangent. But um, 11 to 11, after that first round, they get into round two, Scrimshaw defers, and Andrew spins Phantom Menace and just keeps it. And I've noticed that a lot of times um, in the Star Wars division, the, the players tend to just take the first category they get because that's how confident they are in, in most of these things. Now, it doesn't always happen, obviously. Um, it doesn't happen uh, you know, all the way through in, in the second match, but it definitely happens, and, and you can see it here. Um, they, they both get perfect rounds, no multiple choice, just straight up perfect rounds, 21 to 21. It's like these two guys are on, they're, they're the same dude. They got the same minds, you know, and we see that again in round three. So we get in round three, Koi, whoo, geez, he drops three swears in like a 60 second window and this is live so there's no beeps uh, as i'll talk later on in other matches uh i i started a beep counter uh because certain people like to just swear and it just happens so like right here we would have had three the, the beep count would be at three right now in in just a 60 second window and uh he gets so excited, it's funny to watch. But yeah, again, like I said, another two perfect rounds. So at this point, the the, the they're they're going in they're going into sudden death. But both players have had a perfect game. And that doesn't happen very often. Like I I mean, you'd have to ask Frank Janish what the stats are on that. I don't know how many times that's ever happened. Where perfect two perfect games going into sudden death. If if it's happened, I'm not even sure. To be totally honest with you, it's 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 insane. So they go into sudden death, 
And first question is right where it right where it ends. Uh, Scrimshaw says Luke DiMolanta challenges that it's Luke's hatred is the actually the answer. It's not just Luke, uh, and the challenge is upheld, giving Andrew DiMolanta the win, thirty-two to thirty-one. DiMolanta played a perfect, completely perfect game, and that right there is exactly what you need to beat someone like Alex Damon. Um, now, obviously there were no fourth and fifth or third and fourth round, like championship style. There wasn't a buzzer round. There wasn't a betting round. I, I feel confident that Dean Melanta would probably wager three and, and get his question right in the betting round. Um, but it's that buzzer round that worries me about anything. Um, because Damon has gotten real good at that buzzer round. And with it being a five, with it being five questions, there's not going to be a tie going into the final round like there was here. You know, uh, even if rounds one, two, three are all, you know, it's it's tied up because they they match each other evenly. It's gonna at least you know you're gonna see two or three, two and three points going one way or the other. You know, depending on how that's how it could happen. You know, or obviously someone could get more. But yeah, so I hope that he's not waiting to start practicing with those buzzers because you're going to want as much practice as possible uh, to to take out someone like Alex Damon. Uh, Yeah, I thought that this was a great use of a challenge. Um, You know, I guess theoretically he could have let it slide because they were going to give it to him. And he, he could have let it slide and kept answering stuff. Um, you know, he was going to use a challenge earlier on and chose not to, which I think probably the smart idea. You know, um, maybe, I guess theoretically, not challenging earlier could have cost him the match, theoretically. But it didn't. And it allowed him the win right here. You know, it's actually what gave him the win. So when all was said and done, it was, because we, you don't know. Maybe they wouldn't have upheld that challenge the first time around, and then he wouldn't have had the challenge to to do it here. You know. So you know, I I, I find that you got to be real careful with your challenges, and the way he played this, I think was was perfect. It was a perfect use. Uh, and like I said, you know, matches like this prove that records are not indicative of talent. You know, Dean Melanta said, you know. He was so he was so pissed off that 0 and 2 record and people ragged on him. But in this division and with matches like these, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Scrimshaw may have a loss on his record for this match, but that dude burned out a perfect game and only lost in sudden death. Like that's amazing. One question, and it's it was sudden death. The, the sudden death question. It's like incredible the level of talent these guys have. Uh he got so so you know Demolanta 100% for the for this match, you know 100% accuracy for this match. That that's impressive, you know. And uh this is definitely one in the running for match of the year at the end for me. Um I, I definitely think it's 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 up there. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh and with this the Finstock exchange gains 3 points in uh for for this win 
And then we get into match number two. So like before, so they you know they got on, they asked some questions and stuff like that, which I think is really cool. Um, I had to, honestly forgot that they did this um, because when I first went on to watch these matches, I was like, okay, sweet, they got the double header up, awesome. I go on, I'm like, it's three hours. Like, why are these two matches like an hour and a half long each? I, I just didn't get it, and because I, I totally forgot. That they go and ask questions after the match, um, so yeah. Uh, if, if if you if you come across that, you're not alone. I I did the same thing. All right, so we get into match number two: Molly Damon of the Usual Suspects versus Adam Witt of the Dungeon. Uh, now, right here, the Dungeon need needs a win. You know, um, not doing not doing well. Uh, at the bottom of the list, and unfortunately, they they, <laughs> they they stay at the bottom of the list here. Uh, the usual, actually, realistically, both teams needed a win here, um, because the winner got catapulted up to like I think it was like fourth place, I th- if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, and so this was a this was an important this was like a, a, a clincher uh, of of a match. It, it really. When you know, I think it was, I think they were in eighth place. I think the usual suspects, if I'm not mistaken, were in eighth place, and now they are in fourth place. That's that's huge, huge. I mean, obviously, you know, that that things will change, it's fluid, you know, with points and different matches coming and going, things will change, but that's huge. Now, there's still quite a gap between fourth and third, there's like a six point gap. Uh, between those, but you got to start somewhere, right? Um, they played part of this awesome promo uh, between Molly, Alex, and Adam, uh, where uh, Molly's like in her house, uh, kind of like fawning over like the, the title and stuff like that. And then Alex comes in. They kind of have this like this uh, back and forth a little bit about he's you know he's not going to lose that title and how she's coming for it, whatever. And then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Adam comes into part of like they're like video chatting with him or whatever. It's really kind of weird and funny. But then he like uses like the force Skype that they that they do <laughs> in the new trilogy, and he like tries to grab he tries to grab the title. And he's like knocking stuff off the shelf. It's actually really funny. I, I it's one of my favorite promos that they've done uh, all season. It was it was really good. If you haven't actually seen the actual whole promo, I know it's on. I think it's. I know it's online. I, I know uh, at least on like the Schmodown's Twitter page. Go and check that out at least. So yeah, um, I love how confident Molly is that she'll run through the tournament and take out her husband Alex Damon. Um, I, I like you need that kind of confidence in, in in this in this game. You really do, and and it's really cool to see her uh, to to see her have that kind of confidence. Um, now. When it comes to gameplay, she didn't do as well as I hoped. She was she was definitely my pick to win this match. Um, and she's been my pick to go at least to the finals. Uh, whether, whether or not she'll win it, I, I haven't... I'm torn because my original bracket had her and uh, Laura Kelly going to the finals. And then obviously that can still happen because they both won. However... Um, you know, other stuff has happened in it. 
Um, like I said, like I said in the previous match, I thought I, I had Scrimshaw going, um, so my bracket was busted with with Melanta, which hey, that that's fine. Um, but after what we saw from Andrew, he's not going to be a pushover. You know, it's going to be a fight no matter what. Um, so we get into this match, and right off the bat, second question in, bam, challenge uh, from Sam. Not even from Molly. Molly doesn't, doesn't, she, she was going to let it slide. Um, Adam answered over a thousand years was his answer to the question. Um, whereas Molly said it was a thousand years. And when um, Christian, when they said it was you know, correct that over a thousand years, you know, they, they, they accepted it. You could see like a look on her face like, mm, nah. but she didn't say anything. But Sam popped up. He's like, nope, I'm challenging that. Uh, and Needless to say, it was upheld because it is the line is one thousand years, not over a thousand years. It's it's one it's specific. So uh, they like I said, they challenged challenged that, and Adam didn't get the point. So right there, second question in uh, knocks Adam off from getting a perfect round. Um, this right here is exactly why Sam is is a, actually a great manager. You know, I know like there was. A while there where he really wasn't around but when he's there at least he is a fantastic manager he is involved he knows the game and he knows how to uh kind of prop his players up and then so we get into the next question and we get another challenge uh molly says shield generator adam says deflector shield uh, Adam and Kaiser challenged this, um, that the shield generator is not correct, that it's that it's a shield and not a shield generator. And as I thought about it, if because I think they kind of wrote it too hard about how it has, you know, the exact line is this, the exact line is this, or, you know, it, it's the exact line is not shield generator or whatever. Um, if they hadn't rode that so hard, I, I wonder... If they would have still upheld it, I don't know. You know what I mean? Because then they asked him, you know, what was his answer, and, and they they compared it that way. Because if you think about it, like the the actual the actual answer is energy shield. And if if he had just said shield, I'm curious what would have happened there too. But when you think about it, okay, so you got a shield generator, which generates a shield. They are two very different things. It's like saying a flashlight. And light, two very different things. Okay, um, so I get the challenge. The challenge is that definitely legitimate, um, and the challenge was upheld because her answer was not correct. The problem is neither was his, so neither of them got the point. Um, but you know, so like you may think, oh man, that, you know that made you know that was a stupid move. He probably shouldn't have done that because he didn't get the point for it. This, that, the other. However, I actually think this was a great use of the challenge. Um, yes, he didn't get it. He didn't get the points for it. But it prevented Molly from getting a perfect round. If they hadn't challenged, she would have gotten the point, And she would have had ten. She would have gotten all ten questions right and gotten the bonus question. Um, so, I mean, it didn't stop her from beating him in the end. But it stopped a perfect round from happening, you know. And so I think I think it was a great use of the uh, of of the challenge. 
Um, then they had a third challenge in the first round. Uh, I believe it was question number eight. Uh, Adam goes on and says uh, that it was C-3PO that interrupts with a message from R2-D2, not R2-D2 doing the interrupting. Um, they go back uh, and they check on it, and he didn't. that challenge was not upheld. Uh, they say that uh, C-3PO was already there, and R2-D2 comes in and interrupts with the message. So round one, after all the craziness of round one. It's a, okay, and if you look at the match that you just watched before this, it's so different because you had these guys who just, they just plow through all the questions, no issues. Two perfect rounds. Then you come to this one, three challenges, all kinds of crazy shit going on. And it ends nine to seven in favor of Molly. Uh, it's still nine points, a great, a great uh, uh, point total coming out of, coming out of round one. You know, only missing that one. Um, but here's the thing: she she got the question legitimately wrong. Uh, it wasn't like some weird technicality. It, it just it was the wrong answer. They were gonna give it to her, but it still was the wrong answer. You can't have that kind of stuff happen. When you're going up against Alex Damon. When you're going up against, apparently, now, Andrew DiMilanta, who's this new version of himself who's determined to make it to the end of this this tournament. It, it, like I said, it was still a good round, but... And and I love Adam Witt. He's, he's funny. He, he's smart. He's got, you know, he, he's a great personality. But seven points, that that's not going to cut it in the Star Wars League. It's really not. It's, re, it's really not. So we get into round two. Molly defers, and Adam spins Last Jedi, and respins. Guess he's not he's not the most comfortable with that. As we saw in the previous match, whatever they landed, like I think it was Andrew landed on Phantom Menace. Bam, took it. I feel like no matter what they they were gonna spin, they were gonna take whatever they got. Adam not so much, uh, but we also see Molly do that, which I'll get to in, in momentarily. Um, so Adam respins, lands on Revenge of the Sith. Uh, and he does okay. Not not great. 7 out of 10 points. Um, he missed one here. Uh, went multiple choice uh, two times. Uh, missed one of those. And um, Molly was not able to uh, get the get the steal. Um, or no, I think uh, his was... The, I think the one that he missed was a two-pointer. Either way, Molly was not able to get the steal. So, and that's another one right there. So... Molly got that shield gen- that that shield question wrong, and then she missed the steal. You you gotta be on top of it. missing even one question. Can can that can be the end? I mean, we saw that with with Scrimshaw. He literally only missed one question, and that's what cost him the match. So you really gotta be on top of this. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, I know it's been a while, but still, from for Molly, but but still, um. So Molly goes up, spin. Well, not goes up, but it's her turn, and she spins uh, mixed bag, which I don't blame her for respinning on this. You know, it's because it's so broad. You don't know what's gonna. You don't. You know what's gonna be in there. You have no idea. Um, so I don't blame her for respinning this. Uh, and she lands on Revenge of the Sith, which they have to respin uh, from, and lands on Solo and does does good in it. Eight ten, uh, eight points. Uh, she has to, she gets all of the questions right, but she had to go to multiple choice a couple of times. And again, that can cost you too. Um, not being sure, you you got you got to make sure that you are confident in the answers that you're given. Um, 
if if Demont is going to play the level that he played against Scrimshaw with with her, she has to get it, man. Like really get it. All right. So at this point in the match, it's seventeen to fourteen. Molly takes an extra point lead because of this, uh, and we get in round three. Adam nails his first two and prevents the TKO, uh, meaning that uh, that Molly's team does not, the usual suspects, isn't going to get four points when they win. They will only get three. Molly ties it up with her two-pointer, but misses her three. So for those keeping track, Molly has now missed three questions total. She missed uh, that shield generator question. She misses the steal in round two, and she misses uh, this three-point question, you know, and because of the shield generator thing, she missed out on the possibility of the bonus question, so that's two points there. Um, she missed out on two points in round two from the steal, that's four. She missed out on two points for going to multiple choice, that's six, and she missed out on this three, so that's nine points that she just gave up. I mean, I'm not on purpose. It's not like she's like, oh, I don't want these points. But <laughs> but she she lost nine possible points that she could have had going uh, coming out of here. And, I mean, she, she still wins the match, but it comes down to the wire, and it wouldn't have if she had been a bit more on her game, uh, unfortunately. Um... So like I said, she, she misses her three, forcing uh, Adam to answer his five, which he misses. And so it's still tied. And so it's up to Molly to answer her five. If Molly were to, were to miss her five, it would be sudden death. Luckily for Molly, she nails her five-pointer, and the match ends 24-19 to 19 in favor of her. The usual suspects get another three points, and they bump up to uh, number seven, in the uh, in the stats here, and now Molly will go on to face Andrew DiMolanta uh, on June twenty fourth. So we're talking uh, two weeks, two weeks from now uh, in round two. Uh, like I said, I worry that Molly w- with Molly facing Andrew just based on these two performances. If you look at these two performances, he's got he's got the edge right now. Um, I'm still rooting for her. She's still who my pick is, but she's really going to have to study hard over these next two weeks to make sure she makes it to round three. All right, so that's the Star Wars, uh, uh, the Star Wars doubleheader. Some great stuff there. Uh, be sure to check uh, head over Twitch every Wednesday. They do. I don't remember exactly what time. Hold on, let me see if it's on. Uh, it's on this real quick. Uh, we'll see here. They did it one thirty and three. I think it might be three p uh, PSD, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, but no matter what, it's usually somewhere around that time uh, in the afternoon. Um, so be sure to check out uh, Twitch for the Schmodown Star Wars tournament every Wednesday. It's going to be good. Next week, it's going to be, I believe, um, uh, who is it next week? It is. Uh, let me see. We'll check out the schedule real quick. Ken Napsok versus Andres Ace Cabrera. There we go. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I'm uh, I'm I'm excited to see Ken get back in the ring. All right, so now it is time 
for the inner geekdom. Yeah, I love the inner geekdom. Um, last week, like I said, we got that uh, uh, the first play-in match, which was uh, Ben Goddard versus Jim Vavita, and Ben Goddard took that, so he is now in the official bracket for that. Um, uh, and oh, uh, real quick, real quick, before before we get into that, I wanted to, to uh, uh, do the current Star Wars bracket uh, before I forget. So I have that here, yeah. So like I was saying, um, we've got Molly and, and Andrew, and then uh, Ken and, and Ace are fighting uh, each other next week. The following week, uh, after uh, Ken and Ace, it'll be Molly and, and Andrew. And then the week after that, it'll be Laura and the winner of Ken and Ace. And then the finals are the week after that, which I believe is July 8th is the uh, is the final and i'm i'm banking on molly damon and laura kelly so here's hoping all right so we've got the inner geekdom play in match number two this is the second play in match uh worth two points uh three if it's a tko or a, a ko and this one is the warfather versus greg elba uh, Warfather from the Burning Droogs, uh, Greg Alba from the Quirky Mercs. Uh, now this right here, the beginning of this match starts off with that disclaimer that I mentioned uh, earlier. Um, it says it, you know, it's a, it, the disclaimer essentially says it was a pre-recorded match, uh, and that Robert Meyer Burnett is shown in the uh, you know episode, but that they have parted ways. Um, so, and that they will. Um, give us an announcement on who will be replacing him sometime soon. Essentially all it says. Um, really nothing else to, to... I mean, it's really all there is. You know, he had to put up a disclaimer. You know, I felt like because people probably would have been like, why, why the hell are you showing Burnett? You know, because people like to yell about a lot of things. You know, when even though they should at least know that these are pre-recorded and that stuff just happened. They pre-record these things. They they they, they pre-record them a while back. They usually do. So, um, they do some some at-home promos, which I, I'm really digging what they did with these at-home promos, especially uh, 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 Koi Koi and uh, Greg did some great ones there. Um, Greg came out uh, as Greg Idris Elba, which was hilarious, uh, poking fun at uh, Andrako for the. Elba, Elba thing. That was fantastic. I love that. And he kept ragging on that throughout the whole thing. It was great. I, I love that. Um, and honestly, no matter what you think of Robert Meyer Burnett, one way or the other, that dude is damn good on the mic when he wants to be. You know what I mean? When he's actually shooting a promo, dude is good on the mic. Uh, I, I have to say that. I don't actually think he's that great of a manager. But he's good on the mic, so, you know, there, there's that. So this first round was kind of rough, um, particularly for Warfather. Uh, Greg actually did pretty damn good. He gets eight points, and that's pretty solid. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that it's it's, it's top level, but it's it's pretty damn, it's, 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 it's up there, you know what I mean? Um, you, can, you can definitely win matches with, with eight points in that, in that first round. Um, you you want to get better? Because the elite players are, are pretty much getting perfect first rounds every time, uh, for the most part. So you definitely don't want to be giving up points. But 
I Warfather surprised me by by his performance here. Five points in round one. He misses half of his questions there. I don't know. It's not a good look. Hopefully, it's just um, for, you know first match jitters or, or whatever, and then he'll be able to kind of come back from it. Um, I, I think they were talking about he uh, him wanting to do stuff in like singles too. So we'll we'll see where he winds up later on in in the in the show in the season. So then we get into round two. Greg goes first and uh, winds up with Wizarding World. And spins away. Definitely said, definitely does not want it, but gets Spinner's choice. So, you know, it was a good decision, great decision. And after some deliberation with Koi, decides to uh, go with the MCU. And he does good here. He gets all five of his questions. I uh, had to go to multiple choice a couple times, got eight out of ten points. That's solid, I think. You know, uh, a lot of people kind of counted Greg out, I'd say. Uh, they, they re- I really feel like. He, he was the underdog here and that people were, were underestimating him a lot. And I really think he showed that he can hang in this division. Uh, so then it's it's Warfather's turn. He goes up, spins Star Trek, and uh, <laughs> I assume to the chagrin of Robert Meyer Burnett, spins away and lands on the DCEU. Um, question number three, Warfather says violin. Uh, Mark asks him to repeat himself. So this is something I have seen happen a few times throughout the history of the Schmodown, um, where there are two answers, because he, he went multiple choice, there are two answers that are very close to one another. In this case, it was violin and viola. And so he says violin. Mark asks him to repeat himself because, and you can tell it's because he wants to make sure he's hearing which of those two answers he is being said. Um, the problem with that is, a lot of times, that gives away the answer. Unfortunately, Greg didn't pick up on this, uh, and he says, uh, yeah, so he, he does that. He gets it wrong, obviously, because the answer is Viola, but Greg didn't pick up on it, and he goes and says clarinet. I'm sitting here like, I thought violin, you know, when when uh, when, when they asked the question, but after Mark says, can you repeat yourself? And he gets the question wrong. I'm like, oh, it's Viola. Okay. Be simply because of that. And the fact that that was what it was. And the fact that Greg didn't get it right. He didn't catch that. You, you got to pay attention because I, it, it's happened lots of times. Um, and it's something that if you're paying attention can, can help you out a lot. Like he would have gotten an extra point here. Now, like I said, wouldn't have changed the outcome of the match. But still, you, every point matters in, in games like this. And then we get to uh, his fifth question. We get to Warfather's fifth question. And he just gives up here. He really does. Um, he could have gone to multiple choice and may have gotten it right and had a chance at round three. Um, you know, could have possibly prevented a TKO. Even if he lost, okay, could have at least prevented a TKO and prevented uh, an extra point for to, you know going to the quirky mercs. But he he really just gives up, blurts out an answer because you can tell he's frustrated. And uh, Greg Elba wins via a knockout, seventeen to six. 
like I said, this shows that Greg, he, he's a contender here. He, uh, he belongs in Inner Geekdom, and uh, I'm actually really excited to see what he's got uh, going on uh, in the future. He's going on now to face Mike Kalinowski, and if he can hang with Mike, I'm not saying that Greg's going to beat Mike, but I just want him to be able to hang, take it to the limit, right, right to the end. That that will show me that Greg really belongs in this league, and uh, that he'll have a, a bright future in it as well. Um, and like I said before, I don't think I was talking about managers, and I was talking about Robert Meyer Burnett not quite, not really being that good of an actual manager. He's a good mouthpiece. Um, if, and if that's the kind of, uh, of manager that you're looking for, if it's just like you and a team, like, like if it was him and a team or him and a, and a single person and, you know, he's the mouthpiece, that's, that's fine. That works. But with this whole draft thing and having to manage a large team, I don't think he's quite, he, he, he wasn't, I don't think he was right for it. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's necessarily going to be that big of a deal that he's, that he's gone. Um, because when you look at someone like Koi, Koi's super involved. You know, he he's he's right there. He's talking to his to his people. He's helping them out. He's he's guiding them through their thoughts and all this stuff. And Robert was really quiet throughout it. Like, and he could have tried more. I don't know. Uh, and even in the other match that he the the second match that he's in, same thing. He's just quiet. He doesn't really get that involved. So I don't know. Uh, and so I want to bring this up. We had, <laughs> it's a koi match, and we had a bleep count here of three. So that's two koi matches with three bleep counts. Uh, though, I don't think it was koi, if I'm not mistaken. I, I didn't. I honestly didn't write down who got each bleep, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> Greg at least got at least some of those. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, another three for, for a koi match, which is, which is pretty funny. Um, so the Quirky Mercs gain three points with this match, moving themselves up, 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 getting closer and closer to that top. All right, so now we are on to the first round one match for the Inner Geekdom Tournament, and that is... Not that one, sorry. That is Adam Lovick versus the Barbarian. That is right. Uh, Adam Lovick is a veteran in this division. He's been around for a while, you know, uh, from the days of uh, of uh, Hector Navarro and you know Robert Marbernet as a player, you know. And then we got the Barbarian, who is new to this league, uh, was uh, drafted by the Finstock Exchange, and uh, Lovick was uh, drafted by Swag. So you know, it's an interesting little little matchup we got going on here. So. Um, Gucci, he's always entertaining to watch as a manager. Uh, Winston, his his home promo, hilarious. The whole six pack versus keg drip drip thing. I I was dying on the floor laughing. I had to pause the match because I just I was laughing so hard during that. Um, so we we go through the questions in in round one. Not a whole lot, you know. So a couple of misses here and there, but um. Question nine was something that uh, kind of popped up in, in, to, in my mind. Adam answers League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. However, and, and, and I will preface this, he did answer first. So I believe the rule is if you answer first, the board doesn't actually have to be correct. 
Um, you have to double check that. I'm not a hundred percent sure because rules have changed, and I, I sometimes I, I lose track of uh, these rule changes. Um, but if you freeze frame, if you look at his board, uh, I forgot to add the picture uh, into Streamlab, into yeah, into Streamyard. But I, I I would have and I should have, but I didn't. But he wrote Legion of Extraordinary Gentlemen, L E G I O N. Um, where where the answer is actually league l e a g u e, um, so I like if he had answered. So here's the thing, because he answered first, saying it works because he obviously knew the answer is league of extraordinary gentlemen. He didn't he didn't cheat off of anybody else's answer, but if he had answered second, that would be incorrect, because if barbarian had said. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and they're like, correct. Then, obviously, Lavic would have known League is the correct answer, even if he wrote down the wrong answer, which technically he did. Um, I don't I don't know. Uh, I, it, it, nobody caught it. Nobody caught it uh, who was in the match. So it didn't, at that point, it didn't matter. Um, also, it didn't affect the outcome of the match. So, again, it didn't matter. But, you know, things like that need to be caught. And I, again, I'm not 100% sure on the rule of it, but I, I'd, I'd like, I really, I really want that rule book to be released. I doubt Christian ever will, but I really hope it happens. All right, so we're going to get into round two. Uh, the Barbarian, he's up first, spins the MCU. And after a little bit of deliberation with Bobby Gucci, decides to keep uh, that category, gets all five questions. But he did have to go to multiple choice three times. You know, costing him three points there. So, seven out of ten points. Um, now, I'm not saying that it was a bad thing. I think it was actually really smart. Uh, the way he used his multiple choices. Because if he's unsure and he, you know, loses out on... Let's say he guessed on all three of those questions. Got him wrong. Then he's got four points instead of seven. So, and then Adam could have gotten some steals. So... At least he he didn't give up any steals, and he he made sure that you know what the answers were gonna be would be correct when he answered them. I like I think the only way around something like that is to just study more. Really, I really think that's the only way to 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 kind of get around something like that. Um, so Adam goes and he spins Star Trek and respins uh, and gets opponent's choice. Not good. Um, now I was I, I was kind of uh, expecting them to give him Star Trek because you see that a lot when a player spins something doesn't like it spins away and lands on opponent's choice they give him the thing they didn't want because it's like well they obviously didn't want that so let's give it to him but it seems that uh, the barbarian and and Bobby Gucci did their homework and saw that uh, Adam not great with Middle Earth. And like Barbarian seemed real confident in this choice, and for good reason. Uh, this was a real rough round for Adam Lavic. Three out of eight points uh, went to uh, multiple choice four times. Missed a or uh, three out of ten points. Sorry, went to multiple choice four times. Missed a one point and a two point question, and Barbarian was able to get a one point steal. Um, not like I said, not. A good uh, uh, round 
for, for Adam Lavic. It was, it was rough. Um, so round two ends, 17 to 10 in favor of the Barbarian. Seven point deficit. That's tough. That's real tough. But, you know, it, 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 at this point, it is what it is. Um, I, never say never, but you know, he could have came back around, but it just didn't happen. Um, Adam hits his two, misses his three, which, again, was Middle Earth. So, obviously, Adam, if you're going to continue to compete, you've got to bone up on Middle Earth. I, I know it can be difficult, but you got to find a way to really get Middle Earth to stick in your brain. Um, he pulls out the five, so he at least does prevent the TKO. And Barbarian goes on, hits his two for the win, uh, nineteen to seventeen. It's a great match by Barbarian. You know he definitely belongs in this match. Uh, only missed one question, uh, and well, I guess technically two questions if you count the the steal, um, the the missed steal. Uh, like I said, great match. Uh, both Gucci and, and, and Winston doing great jobs as managers, getting real involved. Like I said before, you got to be involved with your team, with your team, your members there. You can't just sit back, even if you think that they got it. You know what I mean? I, I get that. But you still want to be involved. Show that you are a manager for a reason. You know, you, you, you really, you really want to be able to do that. Um, and the Finstock Exchange gains another three points with this match. Uh, you know, keeping that top spot that they've had pretty much the entire time uh, going on. Uh, yeah, I think they have, let me double check, they've got 19 points right now. Yeah, so uh, nine matches, only two losses. So, I mean, yeah, they got a, they got a stacked team, but their rookies are what are really kind of blowing the roof off of things i mean andrew de Milanta, the barbarian they they came in here and cleaned house when they needed to you know as rookies and oh i mean de Milanta's not technically a technically a rookie you know but still as not as seasoned players they'll say that they i think they did they did a fantastic job no beeps this match by the way the beep count was a big old zero <laughs> All right, so we are getting on to the final match. And that is Brandon the Hitman Hannah versus Saul. Uh, so Brandon with uh, the Burning Droogs, formerly from the Den, and uh, Saul uh, with the Den. Uh, so it seemed, you know, for those of you who weren't quite following everything, um, Kate could only pick two people for the tournament. So she picked Ben Goddard, and she picked Saul. Brandon was not happy about that. Um, and from what I understand, he requested a trade. And that happened, and he got picked up by Robert Meyer Burnett, who got him into this tournament just like he wanted. So, you know, things worked out pretty well, I say, for Brandon Hanna. And Hanna and Saul went have been going back and forth pretty hard on Twitter Again, you know, with one another. Saul, who didn't have any social media, got on social media, got a, got a Twitter, just to respond to Brandon Hanna, essentially calling him out. It's pretty, it's pretty intense. Like we've had uh, Saul on uh, SCN Afterlife a number of times, and uh, uh, the host there, Jay Wade, who he's an awesome guy. Uh, he, he's running that show real, real fantastically over there. Um, 
it took him like he really had to work to find Saul to get in touch with him. It wasn't just like, hey, let's look him up on Twitter or let's check out his Facebook page. Nope. Didn't have any of that. So like it was a lot of like trying to find people who might know him and find a way through and he finally got through and he's been on the show quite a few times. He's he's a, he's a real good dude and uh you can tell he loves the Shmodown. He's so passionate about it. And you can see that during this match. Um so this match because uh Brandon Hanna on the Droogs Another disclaimer, Robert Marburnett, big part of this, you know, as a manager, he's there, he's on screen a lot, so they do another disclaimer. Um, Saul gives some of his best promo work here, uh, and it's 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 some of the best in the league in general, man. Like, he is one of the top mic workers, I'd say, and he's, this is his first match, you know, and this dude, he's got it. I, I can't wait to see more uh, of him. Uh, I, I will say this. Hannah getting better on the mic. Still needs some work. Um, that that promo that he did lacked a bit. Um, went a little long. Uh, as someone who's a, a former pro, a wrestler, I've had done a lot of promo work. And his, like I said, he's getting better. But that you you, you got to do a bit more than that. You got to really work on it. You got to you know stand in front of the mirror or film yourself and just and just work on it. My brother and I did that same thing. Um, we had a couple of trainers who that's what they told us to do. So that's what we did. And uh, I think it would actually really benefit Brandon Hanna if he did something like that personally. All right, so we're gonna jump into round number one for Brandon Hanna versus Saul. Uh, definitely looked like, uh, Hannah was kick or, uh, Saul was kicking himself for missing that Star Wars question. Um, and as you see throughout the match, that's kind of the personality that he has. You know, he beats himself up hard when, when he, when he gets stuff wrong. Um, he's a very competitive guy and he, he wants to win. He wanted to take out, uh, uh, Brandon Hannah and he wanted to move on to this league and really show what he had. Um, Brandon gets a perfect round, but misses... The bonus, which I'm sitting here, I'm like, they asked the question, I'm sitting here, I'm like, Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens. I'm like, come on, man, it's Paul freaking Rubens. I'm like, how do you not know that? He even reprised that role on the show Gotham. He played the Penguin's father yet again on that show. Uh, and so the fact that he didn't get it, just it, it, it like, it bothered me on like a personal level. Probably shouldn't have, but it did. Uh, so round one ends 10 to nine in favor of Brandon Hanna. And so, like I said, you know, Saul's kicking himself, but he got nine points. Like that's, that's, that's really, that's really good. Nine out of 10 points. He only missed that one question. Now, yes, you know, it put Brandon in the lead by point and gave him the opportunity to have a two point lead, even though uh, he didn't want him getting it, but he had that opportunity. Um, And I'm pretty sure Saul knew the Paul Rubens question, so he would, you know, if he had gotten that Star Wars question, he would have gotten, he would have been in the lead here. But I, I believe, I, I, I can't say for sure, but I believe he, uh, he would have been. Um, so we get into round number two. Hannah spins uh, Wizarding World and stays on that. Uh, the thing is here, like I talked about, Burnett not being that great of a manager. Now, and I understand the issue with online play, but. He kept like talking over uh, Brandon, 
when when Brandon was trying to tell him that he's going to stay in this or whatever, and that he was sure he was going to keep this category. He kept like talking over him at the same time. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I just, it just felt it felt it didn't feel cohesive as a unit. These two, I don't know. It just it just didn't seem to work for me. Um, but Brandon, he he showed up. He he nailed nine out of ten points. Uh, answered all his questions. Had to go to multiple choice once. Um, so he, you know he's a beast. He is. You know, and I'm not going to deny that. You know, he talks about his eighty percent. When we get down to the end, I took note of the percentages for this match. This match specifically. Um, I didn't do that for any of the other ones. Um, but this match specifically because it was something that he touted a lot. That's a hashtag. Hashtag 80%. He, he's, I guess, never been under 80%. Whatever. Um, so the fact that he's, he's nailing it like this. 10 in the first round, 9, nine in the second round. That's, that's, that's pretty, pretty big. Um... Saul spins DCEU and respins to MCU. I guess he's not a big fan of the DCEU, and that's fine. But if you're gonna hang, probably should should check out some of that. Some of those a, a bit more. Um, now he only gets seven out of ten points. That's it's a, it's a little harsh, you know. When you're when you're in a league like this, you don't want to miss those round two questions. That can really hurt you. Um, luckily for him, Brandon did not get a steal on that though. So. Uh, and then he had to go to multiple choice once, uh, so you know, cost him three three total points there. And you know, you could see he's kicking himself real hard, you know, real down on himself for for missing missing those questions. But you know, it is what it is. You know, you can't you can only do what you can. You know what you know, and you move on. You hope that you can make it. You know, so uh, round two ends nineteen to sixteen in favor of Brandon Hanna. We get into round three. And Saul nails his first two questions without hesitation. No problem. Just bam, bam. Hits him. Uh, I, I, I believe Hannah guessed his three-pointer with the slingshot maneuver. Maybe he was playing it off. I don't know. But it looked like he, he, he just totally guessed it. Which, I mean, I wasn't sure either. And I was like, I don't know. I was even thinking the same thing. I was like, I don't know, slingshot maneuver? It sounded right. But that was realistically me guessing, and it seemed that he did the same thing. So, but he got it. So, uh, and then so it came down to uh, the five pointer, and Saul unfortunately not able to pull out the five point question, and he was pissed about it. Um, so match ends twenty four to twenty one. Brandon Hanna takes home the W. Uh, you know the thing that he's been touting, and it's going to give his ego the biggest boost. And he is not going to shut up about it. You know, he's not. And I guarantee you Saul, down the line, is going to want a rematch against Brandon Hanna. And I hope he gets it. I really do. So this gives the Droogs uh, a three-point gain uh, in the stats. And so Saul, I think he did a great job. You know, I know he's pissed. I know he's kicking himself. But he showed that he belongs here. There's no question about it. You know, there's no doubt in my mind that he belongs in this league. But uh, you know, it you know it is what it is. Uh, so I like I said, I did take note of the percentages for this match. Saul walked away with an eighty-three point three percent accuracy rate, and that's damn good. He's in that eighty percent that Brandon likes to tout. But Brandon Hanna, I have to admit, doing a hell of a job here with an eighty-nine point five percent accuracy. That's it's wild. It's fantastic. Uh, congratulations, Brandon Hanna. Y- you did it. <laughs> so, uh, 
So yeah, there it is. That uh, that wraps up this this past week in the Schmodown. It was a big week. Uh, next week it's not going to be so big, uh, but uh, it's hopefully going to be just as entertaining. Um, so let's see. I got the schedule right here for next week. We've got on Monday we've got uh, Alex Damon or uh, yeah Alex Damon versus Jen Kemp uh, available for the ten dollar patrons. Um, on Tuesday, Alex Damon versus Jen Kemp, uh, the Inner Geekdom match, will be available for all patrons. Then on Wednesday, Ken Knapsack versus uh, Ace Cabrera, uh, live on Twitch at 3 p.m. Uh, PT, by the way. Uh, I'm, I'm in the, the Eastern time, so I have to adjust mine whenever they post stuff like this. But uh, So then Thursday, Alex Damon versus... Jen Kemp will premiere on YouTube. For those of you who are not patrons, you'll be able to catch uh, this Inner Geekdom match on Thursday. And then for Friday's Inner Geekdom match, it's Janine the Machine versus John Humphrey. Can John Humphrey uh, pull out a win like his partner Greg Elba? I don't know, but I guess we will have to see. Um, I'm going to throw the uh, Star Wars bracket back up there real quick. Guys, take quick another quick look at that. We've got, like I said, Molly Damon, Andrew DiMolanta, uh facing off on June 24th. Uh, Ken Knapsack, Ace Cabrera next week, like I just talked about. Um, the, the winner of next week's match will face off against Laura Kelly on July 1st. And then the finals, the last two people standing, which I'm hoping, I'm, I'm rooting for Molly and Laura, will take place on July 8th. And then we have the Inner Geekdom tournament right now. It's just two matches in, uh, not including the play-in matches. So right now it is the Barbarian on the left, Brandon Hanna on the right. Uh, I'm going to go real quick down the line uh, and kind of see who I think is going to make it through. So like I said, we right now we got the Barbarian. I have a feeling Janine is going to take this one out. Like I like John Humphrey. Don't know what he's got. Um... I, I, I have a feeling we're going to see Janine move forward into round two. Um, then we've got Chance Ellison versus Paul Oyama. I know a lot of people are rooting for Chance in this one. And uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Paul Oyama, but I got Paul for this. You know, he is he is a beast when it comes to trivia. And I think there's a new fire lit under him after what happened... Uh, at the spectacular, you know, doing so poorly, losing his title and everything. I, I think, I think he's got this. I really do. Um, and then we got Robert Parker versus Ben Goddard. Sorry, Ben, uh, I love you. I think you're fantastic. But I re like watching Robert Parker. My money's on Parker. However, I want Ben to win. But my money is currently on Robert Parker. But I feel like if Ben takes pulls this out, that will probably be the uh, well that'll that that'll be one of the biggest upsets of the bracket. Um, the biggest upset would probably be if Greg Elba can pull it out against Mike Kalinowski. Um, though I do have Mike Kellen, I, I am I am banking on Mike Kalinowski for this match. He's uh, a multi-time champ. He knows what he's doing here. It's just the question is, does he still got it? And I think he does. So then we got Emily Rose Jacobson 
versus Eric Zipper. I like Zipper, but I, I think Emily Rose has this. Um, I know I've underestimated Zipper before and regretted it, but uh, I, I, I think I'm going to stick with it being Emily Rose here. I may regret that again, but we will see. Uh, we got Alex Damon versus Jen Kemp. Jen Kemp is, you know, she's an unknown right now uh, in this. And Alex Damon, you know, he's Star Wars, but I think he knows a lot more than just Star Wars. And so my money right here is on Alex Damon. Uh, and then obviously we got Brandon Hanna beating uh, Saul. So then when it comes down to round three, uh, Barbarian versus uh, Janine, for me, I think it's going to be the Barbarian. Um, and then Paul Oyama versus Robert Parker. I'm going with Robert Parker, uh, and then between those two, I think Parker's going to wind up in the finale, in the in the finals. So then we got Alex Damon and Brandon Hanna. I think it'll be Alex Damon, personally. Definitely Mike Kalinowski, um, and between Mike and Alex Damon, I think Mike's got this. So for me, my picks finals will be Robert Parker versus Mike Kalinowski. Can Parker take out the former champ? You know, you know, or or is, or is Mike going to be on his way yet again to a title? We'll see. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be Mike. That's who I'm rooting for. But like I said, we will have to uh, wait and see. And that has been episode number forty-five of Talking Schmodown. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so so much. For uh, all of you who joined me live during this, this is my first attempt at doing a live broadcast. I've never done it before. I hope that you liked it. I hope it turned out good. I hope I didn't stammer and ramble on too much for you, but uh, hopefully I'll do better the next time. Just keep growing. Just keep going. You know, as they say in the movie uh, Meet the Robinsons, keep moving forward. Always do that. Uh, be sure to check me out online. You can hit me up on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J P R A Y N O R. And of course, on uh, Merc with the Movie Blog, uh, you can go to MercWithTheMovieBlog.com. Hit me up on Twitter at MovieBlogMerc. Uh, you can also hit me up on Facebook and YouTube at Merc with the Movie Blog. Uh, also, check out all the shows on our anchor feed. That's uh, anchor.fm slash MovieBlogMerc. We've got all kinds of great shows. Uh, SCN After Live. We've got uh, a show called um, Beyond the Screen where they talk about movies, TV, videos, all kinds of stuff. Whatever they want to talk about, they talk about. It's kind of like a, almost like a, like a, like a new show, almost like SCN Live, really. Um, but it's like their own version of that. Then we've got Game Over Screen. If you're into video games, uh, we have a Bachelor Nation podcast called uh, 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 Go Get That Rose. Um, there's a Harry Potter show where they've been reviewing uh, the Harry Potter movies called Through the Port Key. Uh, when Mandalorian comes back, there's a Mandalorian review show. Uh, and I also do a wrestling podcast with my brother called Off the Ropes with John and Josh. It has its own feed, but I also cross-promote on the Merc with a Movie blog feed. So be sure to check out all of that crazy content. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, thank you once again, and please join me next time. Uh, on another episode of Talkin' Schmodown. Catch you later.